leave. If none of you could hear me, I was out of here. I would completely understand that, Jess. Like, you can't yeah. talk to yourself. Exactly. Big no judgment thank here. Thanks for showing up, guys. <laughs> thanks for showing up to my podcast. Hey, did you know, by the way, that the podcast says it's just my name on it? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's like, we three English majors by Alicia Foreman. <laughs> just so you know, I don't know how to put your names like, on it, and I don't really know if you want your names on there anyway. But I'll try to figure that out. Maybe I could just put like something else on there. It's no rush to me. I don't feel like Yeah, that, like that's way, that. it's fine. When did I give iTunes my name? Oh, maybe when you joined the anchor account. Like maybe that had something to do with it. That's probably it. Yeah. It's probably got my info and I put it on there. Is so that you gave it five stars because I wanna do that also. Yes, I did that on iTunes. I gave ourselves five stars. Thank you. <laughs> Are you ready to talk about some spooky stuff? Oh, man. Are you going to be okay? Are you going to be okay doing this at night? I'll leave the lights on if I'm not. I'm fine. Okay. It can't be as scary as watching it. Yeah, I think I'm excited. I feel like. I'm excited. I'm excited. Okay, Okay, good. Because guess what? It's real spooky. It's really spooky. And also, I read the book in the past two days. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. It's so fast. It was pretty short. It was like only 10 chapters, but also it's completely different. No way. Completely different. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was so surprised like, by how different it was. Is Would it you really feel... even close? Yeah. To like, no. Like, can you see where it came from or is it just like. Yes. Yeah. You can definitely see where it came from because the house is like pretty much the same because the house is alive. It's like a character in it. And so that's the same. And, of course, I'm reading it, so I'm just imagining it looking the same because it's kind of described the same anyway. It's like a big old mansion haunted house. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that all the characters of the – oh, by the way, anyone listening right now, um, we're talking about the haunting of Hill House right now. <laughs> this, this second is what we're talking about, but I'm sure if anyone was listening, they would already know that because everyone's watched the show. But on you guys, Netflix. Yeah, on Netflix, based on the book by Shirley Jackson. But it – what was I telling you? Oh, the characters in the book, they, they took all the names of, like, all the characters, but they gave them to the children in the show. Uh, There's children in the show? Yeah. Well, it's – okay, listen to this one, Malin. Okay. There's It goes around the five kids in the show. It starts when they're little and it follows them when they're adults. So you keep going between the two of, like, current time and when they were kids in the house. Okay. And there are five kids, three girls, two boys. The last two are twins. Get oh, out of here. Twins. Yeah. Are they, do they are they girls or are they no the one of them is a boy but he's a blonde boy it's like a male one okay, but not a male it. one because he's nothing like you at all but just like <laughs> hair color wise the little girl that plays nelly is the the twins are luke and nelly and nelly little nelly looks like little jesse to me oh but if they had had a little blonde male one looking girl that would have been just too much for me i would have been like <laughs> no i'm done i'm done with the show it's, it's too spooky crazy. isn't it and just when i was telling you about because i told jesse about like episode one right right yeah. after i watched episode one mm-hmm. i was already spooked out by that but i didn't find out that those two were twins until episode two oh, i don't really? mention it yeah they yeah because i didn't remember that. i didn't remember you telling me that but just no. to clarify we are three of five kids two of yes. which the last are me and Malums are twins and we're the youngest and right. there's three girls and two boys that's just so weird creeps so creepy creep it's really like the same order because like the the oldest is a boy and then the second oldest is a girl yeah so it's like the third and fourth kids are swapped 
for us. Oh gosh, though, that's so weird because I don't know any other examples where that's a case in fiction of all. I know. And, and it's really, it's really out of, well, this is interesting too. I don't know if I should tell you this now or not, but why not? Okay. When I was reading yeah, I a synopsis of the show, the writer of the show said he made the five kids the five stages of grief. So if you know that going yeah. into it, it's like yeah. you can clearly see it when you're watching. You're like, oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Now, so that's why there's five good, kids. That was a really good point to bring up now before we talk about that. So then we can go through it. Like, knowing yeah. that's really important. You kind of have an idea of which kid is what, if you know, like what they're supposed to represent, kind of. Totally. That is really, really interesting. I'm um, having a Coke right now at nine o'clock at night. <laughs> Too. Well, I've not done it. I brought it from McDonald's and I'm not done. But I feel like I feel like maybe like eventually we should probably be having like tea while we're doing this or like a cup of cocoa. I'm having my my coke from McDonald's. We we did have our pumpkin iced lattes. What are you all talking about? Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry. sorry. I forgot. I forgot we have pumpkin spice lattes right now. <sighs> Do I need to edit this all out? Uh, <laughs> it's okay. more like a three-way phone call than a podcast <laughs> a three-way phone call where you discuss um cokes and spooky things. That's it. And okay so should i just should i give you like the rundown of what happened yeah or, like, yeah because like i okay. have no context for what this story is like okay obviously it seems like there's a haunted house of some kind and there's a very haunted house that's where yes i know can you get that rundown for me real quick? <laughs> Can you real quick, like, what might a rundown entail? <laughs> Can you just use it in context for me? Need those context Please. clues. I need a rundown. Please. If someone haunted. said to you, I need a rundown, what would you give them? What would you think that means to you? I'll have that for you right away. Just fax that over to you. Okay. <laughs> We could just there we go. I like when he looks at it too. Like when the boss like looks at it, he's like, "What is this?" He's like, "I'll run down." Wait, wait, what? What is this? Is that actually it's from the from office? office? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jim is trying to give their new boss. I can't remember his name. The no, guy that plays like, like Charles or something, but it's not. Charles. Oh yeah, I think it is Charles Minor, oh, really? right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it is. I think it is Charles Minor. Because I can like picture Angela saying his name. <laughs> Hello, Charles Minor. Okay. Anyway, what we were talking about was the rundown right. of the haunting of Hill House. I call it something different every time. I, I'm like haunted Hill House, haunted <laughs> Hill House, haunted house. It is yeah. based on this book by Shirley Jackson, and she wrote it in the 50s. But it really has like Ooh. nothing, nothing to do with that because <laughs> i read it and the book was it was good i don't but she she did write like scary stories and it, i don't know that i would read another book of hers because mm. i was interested in reading this to compare it because i thought yeah. it would kind of be the same story but like she wrote a bunch of them and i'm not really sure i'm a fan of her style you, of writing do you mind me asking like mm. generally speaking like what is her writing style is it like more like realistic or is it like very like graphic because it's horror like what is it kind of like compare it to like could you compare it to another author or is it like it kind of yeah it kind of read like a mystery novel oh yeah um like a murder mystery kind of but it was like really slow in the beginning because half of it I really wasn't sure if the house was going to be actually haunted or if it was just like um in their in her mind or something like she was just 
Is someone breathing really hard into the mic, or is that me? I don't know who that is. <laughs> I have no idea who that is. You don't know who that is? No, it's one of us, but then I don't it must know be me. One. If uh, I can't hear it, so it must is be it me. Either? If you guys are both hearing things, she's oh a fourth God. member of our podcast right now, and it's Shirley Jackson. She's coming from us oh. to talk about her book. What? Do you hear it now? Quick. Is it you, Mir? Then yeah, it must just must have been me. What? I need to tell you something really quick. I just really, I just really, really, really familiar. So I googled it as we were talking. We I had to read a short story by her in CA called The Lottery and it freaked the oh, crap out. Oh, yeah, like, that I, was one of the other ones that came up oh, when I looked her yeah. up. Oh, yeah. you remember yeah, that? Yeah, I remember that. It was the one with, the, like, the stoning, right? Yes, yes. It's the creepy stoning one. And that's all I have to say about that. I did not I know I did that. not read it's that. Ever. Yeah. yeah. Did you like her writing punished. style then in that? Or did you just no. not like the story or anything about it? I guess probably just more story based. I feel like I'm a story based reader. If I don't well, like I the story, like, I don't really like yeah, the writer. Yeah. I feel like there's a way. I mean, everyone has their own tastes, but it sounds like our three, we three English majors, are along yeah, the same yeah. line of like there's a there's a way to write horror to me that feels different. Like even, do you remember, um, Sissy? I don't know if, it, if this was the same when you were in college academy, but like that we had to read a short story in our creative writing class and it was like a boy being kept in the basement, but they never describe it as a boy. So it's kind of like an exercise to us students. We had to be like, what did you imagine this as or whatever? But like, that was I a remember. horror story, right? That was a I horror don't remember story. that. But it was like kind of like an alien too. Cause it, it had like powers. It could like, yeah, he crawled around. Cause it was always from his own perspective. It was from the, from the little, like from the things perspective in the basement he was being kept in no and like you never know that's why you don't know what he looks like but he admits to doing like oh mommy doesn't like me when i'm on the ceiling that scares her like he says stuff like that oh you know what i kind of remember that maybe i did then because i kind of vaguely remember like a sentence like that but so like to me like that's what i think of as like good horror like it's unsettling it's like it leaves more for you to figure out yeah but but you know right away like like if you if it takes you half of a book to to kind of get the point of what that book is coming across like there's a way yeah. to do that well and then there's a way to do that just like they weren't justifying or leaving enough clues beforehand right to get you yeah. to that conclusion on yeah. your own like you know what I mean like if you were yeah. waiting for a sentence that said oh the ghost stood before her and someone else saw her saw right her like that's not to me that's, that's how i good. felt in this book because 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 i saw the show and i knew that it's supposed to be legit haunted like there are ghosts they're not yeah. making this up when when i read the book i was like okay are they going to show up or not and it took like half of the book which is like i think it was like chapter five or six until in the middle of the night they heard screaming and it wasn't them and it, and it ended up being they never see a ghost but they hear them a lot so oh, and 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 before that it's all from the one character's point of view Eleanor so you don't and she seems very unstable so mm-hmm. you don't know until that scene happens and another person also hears it that you're like oh okay there is something going on because everybody else woke up too and they could all hear it because before that gotcha. she's like oh I think I saw something and it creaked and I'm like I think you're just crazy because no one else is seeing anything oh that's so annoying yeah you know it's gotta be something but no one believes you that's the worst yes she's very unstable and it ends not well for her that that's probably the only similar name thing because eleanor is nelly the youngest girl the youngest twin in the show 
she yeah. oh, i'm just gonna i'm gonna ruin everything for you right now Mary. yeah, yeah. Just bring, it, it, bring it okay on. all right then i'll just tell you so there's the five kids and it opens with them all little like the flashback because in the present time they're like now and they're all in their like late 30s so i guess it would have to be like around what is that i don't know when they're little yeah i'm not good at math but <laughs> <laughs> um okay. So the, their parents flip houses, like they'll fix them, they'll renovate them, and then sell them. So they move into them in the summer to fix them up to sell them in the show. Okay. And yeah. so they bring all the kids to this big, huge mansion house that they got to, they bought to renovate, and it's a big haunted house. So the kids are pretty excited about it, though, because they get to run around like this big, giant house. They never got to stay in one like that before. Okay. And there's the Dudleys, and they are the same from the book. There's a couple that is the caretakers of the house that they live off property and their name are the Dudleys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember their first names. I think one was like Carrie and I don't remember the guy's first name, but they're exactly the same pretty much. And they have worked for that family that used to own the house like the, for generations. So the people that used to live there, they're calling them in the show, they call them the Hills. Because it's called Hill House. Oh. So I guess that just makes the most sense. In the book, it's not that way. But I think the place is called Hill House, like the area or something in the book. But it makes more sense to me in the show. And they're like, it's because the hills used to live there. And like generations yeah. of the hills used to live there. Oh, my mm. gosh. So they've worked for this Hill family. And they're just still on retainer to like care for the house and the grounds and stuff. But yeah. they refuse to be there after dark. They will never be there after dark. They will serve dinner and leave to their own house they won't be there after dark so that's the first thing you're like Mm. okay that's kind of creepy yeah so they um the first episode i think was probably still the scariest after watching them all the first one was really freaky because because you don't know the whole the whole thing about the show that really freaked me out is that it wasn't like other than maybe one scene at the end that you kind of know is coming anyway which was a little bit bloody. So there's like, other than that one scene that I can remember, most of it is like you seeing stuff in the background or like uh. almost seeing stuff. So then you kind of have to figure out like, what, what the heck was that? Or like when they talk about stuff, you're like, oh wait, that, that could have been a ghost that they were talking to. Like there's stuff like oh. that. Yeah. That it's like unsettling things. It's not, it's not gory. It's just really suspenseful and creepy because mm. you don't really know what you're seeing half the time. Like, you'll see yeah. shadows move under the doors and stuff, and you don't know it, uh, and nobody else notices it. Like, you as the viewer can see it, but the people don't know what's going on. Uh, yeah, and I also read that somewhere else, I don't think I'll go back and rewatch it anytime soon, but if I were to, they said that there's always ghosts in every scene. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Like, oh, in the background crazy. somewhere, there's always we, stuff going on in the background oh. that you might not, I know. Like they put I mean, a lot that's of so smart. Stuff. That sounds like such a clever, like, like filmmaking ability. Yeah. But like, oh, oh, yeah, uh, that's pretty creepy. Yeah. Okay. So there's the, yeah. the the kids when they go into the current time. The oldest boy, Steve, he's a a writer. He writes scary books. He writes horror fiction. But he's most famous for this book he wrote about Hill House, which is about his family. So pretty much all his siblings kind of hate him for doing this in the real time world. Because they didn't really approve that. They don't like that he did that. And he offered them money for it. He was like, well, you guys can split it with me. Like, you can have all the royalties, whatever. And they're like, no, we don't care. We don't want your money. So the older sister was like, nobody take his money. 
but some of them take his money and they just don't tell the other ones, <laughs> <laughs> which causes problems later. Like when they find that out, yeah, they're really mad that he did that. And then he made a career out of it. He writes other books that are really popular and stuff, but they're all based off of that one that was his bestseller oh. about his thing. But he claims that he never saw anything. So everything that he wrote, he kind of wrote from his siblings' perspective of, like, what he knows that they got scared of and what happened when they were kids. But he says, like, when someone's talking to him, he's like, I've never seen a ghost. I don't know. I, I don't know what happened at the house. Like, I guess it was creepy, but I've never seen anything actually supernatural is what he claims. Oh, my gosh. So. Well, the- I feel like that's going to change soon. Oh, that changes so much. <laughs> so they – what was I saying? Okay, in the first episode, yeah, at the end of it, like, I think a couple other things happen, but the most notable things that happen is that, like, when they're in the current time period, um, the youngest daughter, Nellie, the youngest one, well, she's the twin, but she's technically, like, the, the youngest one. Yeah. Because they're, like, whatever, like, yeah, she's, like, they're, like, three minutes apart or whatever, her and Luke. So she keeps trying to call her brothers and sisters, and they're always, like, doing something. So she keeps calling them, and they keep having all these missed calls from Nellie. And they talk to each other about it. Like, the, even though they're mad at Steve, they still all talk to each other. Like, they're not really that estranged that they don't call each other and be like, hey, did you get a call from Nellie or whatever? Yeah. Okay. So um, they're, like, still in talking terms. They're just really agitated at Steve for having published that book. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes. They all keep missing these calls from her. She leaves messages and stuff. And then when they show her, she's always alone, like in a room by herself. You don't really know where she is at that point. You just think maybe it's her bedroom or whatever. So the last person she calls from her car is her dad. And up until all that, up until that point, all the messages she kept leaving was that, hey, has anybody heard from Luke? I'm really worried about Luke. That's her, her twin. Oh. Okay. Well, Luke is, you find out in that episode, he's been addicted to drugs for like a really long time. And he's been in and out of rehab, and he's in a rehab now that he's actually been doing. You find out later, he's actually been doing really good. He's been clean for, like, months. But they don't know that. Yeah, they don't know that because he's, like, not supposed to talk to everybody every day. He's supposed to be, like, focusing on getting better. So that's why. And she dropped him off there. Nellie dropped him off there, like, a a while ago. So So she knows he's been getting better. Yeah, she knows that. But um, she she was worried that he might have broken out or something because she had a bad dream about him. Oh. And she couldn't get in contact with him, so she was calling everybody. She's like, "Does anybody has anybody heard from Luke? Is he okay?" Nobody called her back yet. I think her brother called her back at some point, and she didn't answer. And he was like, "Hey, Nellie, I got your call. I I called the rehab center. They said Luke's there and he's doing fine. So just call me back when you can." And then so the the next time you see her, she's in her car parked in the dark somewhere, calling her dad. And her dad answers, and he's like, "Nellie was wrong or whatever," and she's yeah. like, "Dad." Um, do you remember the bent neck lady? He's like, okay, did I tell you about that? She sees a, she sees a lady yeah. that she called the bent neck lady. She has nightmares about her. At least that's what they're telling her that she has nightmares about her. Like every time she wakes up upset, her dad will come in and be like, you're just having a bad dream. It's fine. In the, in the house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when she calls her dad as an adult, she's like, remember the bent neck lady? And he's like, yeah. And he goes, where are you? And she's like, I'm, I'm at home. I'm fine. And He's like, okay, I, I need you to go. She says that she's back. She's like, dad, she's back. So he's like, okay, I need you to go to your brother's house. He's the closest. Her older brother, Steve. He's like, I need you okay. to drive there right now, and I'm going to meet you there. And she's like, okay, dad, all right, I love you. So they hang up. The dad's freaking out. He gets up in, like, the middle of the night and starts, like, driving, trying to get to where she is. 
So he calls the brother. He's like, Nellie's going to come to your house right now. You need to like be ready for it. I'm just telling you she's coming to your house. And he, and um, he's like, all right, whatever. So then you see her go. You see like the, the camera pan out and you see that she's in front of the Hill House, the big haunted house. Uh, no, Nellie. Yeah. Yeah. Which they no, all left when Nellie. they were kids in a very bad traumatic situation. Their mom. No, their mom yeah. In that episode, you also see them all leave the house when they were kids. The dad like getting them out of the house as fast as he can in the middle of the night. And the last kid that he got was Steve, the older brother. And he told him to close his eyes. And he was like, I'm going to race you out of this house. And I don't want you to look at anything. I'm going to carry you down the stairs. Keep your eyes closed. So it was like a really creepy scene. Yeah. Because uh... you see somebody trying to open their doorknob to the bedroom before. Um, uh... And the dad's on the other side with him. Just like, shut, shut up. Don't say anything. It like waits for the doorknob to stop moving. And then when it does, they open it and he, he gets Steve and he runs, tells him to shut his eyes, get him outside, puts him in the car. And the other kids are already in the car. But their mom's not in the car. Oh my God. <gasps> yeah. So uh, they drive away without their mom. And all the kids are screaming. They're like, what about mom? We're leaving mom. We can't leave mom. And he's like, don't worry about it. I'll go back and get her. But he can't because she ends up dying. <sighs> in the first episode, she's, she's dead. But they say that she killed herself. But that's not what happened. So, <laughs> yeah. So he, now. Was she already dead when he drove away? Or did he really she think wasn't. he would come back? He really thought he was going to come back and get her. He thought that he, he was could just come trying back to get, and get the her. kids away. Yeah, because she was like at that point really acting like unstable. He thought she was going to hurt them. Uh, so, but she was being like taunted to do that stuff because there's like ghosts and whatever. Being possessed. She wasn't possessed, but after I watched her, she wasn't possessed, but she was really confused because there's this evil ghost named Poppy. She's like a flapper ghost and she just lies all the time. Oh, no. So she kept trying to tell her that like. She made her kept thinking that every time she was dreaming that she was awake and vice versa. So if she was like being haunted. She was like, oh, you just got to wake up. The scary stuff is just happening. You just got to wake up. You just jump off the stairs, you know, and you'll just wake up. Oh, but no. like she's already uh... awake. So she's just going to die if she does that, which is what happens. <sighs> yeah. So Poppy is evil. Yeah. So Poppy was there when all that stuff was going on. And she was telling her that like they were all having a nightmare and she needed to wake her family up. No. no. Yes. Yeah. So he gets all the kids out once he, because he doesn't know what's going on. And I think at that point, he doesn't see the ghosts. He just sees his wife, like, trying to kill people. Mm-hmm. So he gets all the kids out and he thinks he's going to go back and get her. So when the, in the normal time, when Nellie's in front of the house, she hangs up with her dad and she goes in the house and you see, like, the lights in the house, like, light up. You see them turn on, like, before, while she's walking up. Uh oh. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. So that, I think that's the last time you see her there. So then Steve gets back to his house and it's like the middle of the night. I don't know where he was before, but he just got home for the night and he goes upstairs and his brother's there, Luke. So he's like, Luke, what are you doing? I thought you were in rehab. And like Luke had a handful of like his stuff of his brother's stuff. So it looks like he's stealing from him. Yeah. Uh. So he, yeah. So Steve's like really bummed out by that. Cause he's like, I thought you were, you know, getting better and he sees him stealing stuff he's like i actually need that stuff that's like my computer i'll just give you all the cash i have and you just take that okay because i really need my computer so uh luke is like this is really not what it looks like i know what you think this is and i know you like have reasons to believe that i would do this because i've done it before but this is really not what i'm doing right now and he, and his brother just doesn't believe him because they've just been through this so many times with him before right so yeah. they're just like he's like okay whatever luke here just take my cash whatever so he leaves and 
Steve's like really bummed out by that. And then he goes upstairs and he opens the door and he turns on the light and Nellie's in his house and he gets like, he jumps. And he's like, Oh my God, Nellie, like, I didn't know you were going to be here already. Did you let Luke in? Like you let him take my stuff. Like, he's like yelling at her. The dad calls. So he turns around. He's like, dad's calling me. I have to answer the phone. So he answers it. And his dad's like breaking up and he's like, can you hear me? I'm trying to tell you about Nellie or whatever. And Steve is like, yeah, I know she's here. Like I see her dad. She's in my house. And he's like, no, Nellie's, Nellie's dead. Nellie's at the house. She's dead. So Steve is like, what? Uh, so he, yeah. So he turns around and his sister's still standing there, like in her hoodie, just like standing there. And so he like, he, I think he drops the phone or he falls down or something because he gets so scared. And yeah. Nellie like walks up to him and she tries to talk to him and she can't talk. Mm-hmm. And then she disappears in like a real spooky fashion. And that's the end of that episode. Yeah. Well, do they? Okay. Can I just ask? Do they ever explain any of the ghosts? Like, yeah, are they, they do. just like they do? The which, which was really like most of the most of the show. I kept saying to Harrison, "I'm like, if they do not explain this by the end of the show, I'm going to be really mad because <laughs> I hate when there's just just ghosts and yeah, you don't know why. Yeah. Like that, I hate that. Like, so is they do explain most of it. But the things that they said basically is that that house is alive. I don't know why that is though. That's the only reason. I never got an answer for why that house is like possessed, why it can do things. I don't understand that. But all the Hill family members, if they die in that house, if the house gets to them and they die in there, they stay there forever. They're stuck there. So all the ghosts are members of the Hill family, basically, or other people that have died in the house. Oh, no. Yeah. So, uh, and some of them, did- some of them, I think the majority of the ghosts that are there aren't malicious. They're scary because you can see them. But they're right. not trying to hurt anybody. There's just what like are, a few what that were the are ones bad. that were like coming after the family. Poppy like, is definitely coming like after the family. Were, like when you said like they were trying like when he was taking the kids out of the house and something was coming up to the door. Oh yeah. One of them was Poppy and there's another really tall one that haunts Luke, the the boy that's the drug addict. Uh-huh. He's like a really tall, scary one. He floats around with a cane and he's got a bowler hat, like a round hat. And Luke takes the hat once when he was a little boy because he thought it was cool. Like, they found a bunch of old clothes in the attic. And the mom's like, oh, you want this hat? And he's like, yeah, I want that hat. So he took it. So then the ghost doll came looking for it because he uh, took his hat. So he he showed up one night, like, coming down the hallway with his cane. And you could hear him, like, walking. But it's really weird, though, because he floats. But he uses his cane on the ground, like, to drag himself. Oh, my thought, gosh. Ugh. It's really spooky looking. Yeah. But he looks – in the show, though, he looks really cgi so it's not as spooky as when you just see his feet because Luke hides under the bed and you can see just like yeah. his feet going by with the cane. And then uh, he, he gets his hat. He goes to all the bedrooms and he gets to Luke's bedroom. Luke and Nellie share a room and he gets the hat. And then, and then he follows him around like the rest of his life outside of the house. Oh, so they can they, they, they can, can leave the house follow, if they want to. Yeah. Because oh. yeah. none of them have lived in the house for 26 years. It's been like 26 years since they left and their mom died. Oh, my god! But the dad kept the house in his possession. He never sold it because he didn't want anyone else to live there. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm not selling this house. I don't want anyone else to ever go there. But the, uh, the Dudleys, he kept them on, like, to care for the house. And there's reasons for that as well. Guys, that's real uh, spooky. This. Yeah. It's yeah, okay. It's a lot of okay. spook going on. There's a lot of spook going on. So Nellie's dead. Their mom's dead. And they're all being haunted. But Why Steve claims that he back? never. Uh, 
okay. Well, the reason Nellie went back is because she's been haunted her whole entire life since that happened. And she knows something happened to her mom, but nobody will say what happened. They just, they always tell the kids that their mom killed herself. She hung herself or whatever. I don't think she even hung herself. She just jumped off a balcony. Um, But Nellie hung herself. All of the episodes kind of go through each kid, what they went through. And so the last couple, and then like the most important one is what the dad went through because he's basically the only one that knows everything that happened because he never told the kids because he was just trying to protect them or whatever. He doesn't want them to know everything. Right. Yeah. So, but they're always, they never know the whole story. So it gets to, I think there was like episode six, which was like really intense because it felt like a play to me. It was just like the the kids having, they did a lot of those one shot things with the camera, you know, and it's just like a one take the entire time and they just move around and follow the, and you could see Nellie in the back a lot. Nellie's, uh, the sister, Shirley, the oldest sister, she owns a funeral home. Oh, because no. yeah that's what she does so the older brother is an author and she owns a funeral home and they when they do her episode they explain that she became a funeral director because she met the funeral director when their mom died and she was so upset she didn't want to see her mom like in the open at the wake you know in the open casket yeah and the guy was like no it's okay I, I fixed her she looks normal she just looks like she's sleeping or whatever so she was really scared but he took her up there and it looked just like her mom like just her mom just sl- sleeping and being pretty Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, you fixed her. And he's like, yeah, that's my job. I, I fixed them for their families. So that's why she wanted to do that when she grew up, like uh, for other families, yeah. for kids, basically. So she has a funeral home and she insisted on ha- on taking care of their sister when they all found uh, out that she died. By the way, I forgot to mention, when their sister died, they all woke up in the middle of the night at the same time. All the kids. Oh, my oh, God. No. And I think one of them even said, they're like, Nellie's in the red room. There's a red room in the house that they could never get unlocked. So, yeah, and and I think her husband woke up to her. Shirley's married. Her husband woke up and he's like, what? And she's like, I didn't say anything. He's like, yeah, you did. He just yelled something. He's like, oh, I don't know. Like, they didn't even know that they did that. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Yeah. So they all knew when she died, but they didn't know that's what was going on. So when she found out, she was like, oh, you, you need, I need to have my sister here. We have to have a funeral here, and I'm going to take care of her remains or stuff. And they were like, that's ridiculous. You can't do that. She's your sister. That's way too, like, too much for you emotionally. And yeah. she insisted on it and still did it. And it did make her very, very upset, but she still uh-huh. did it. And, but she made her look normal. So she looks basically at this funeral, she looks like she's looked before. She didn't look, like, scary or anything. Good. She's in the casket and her red – I think she has a red coat on. Nellie always has a red, red clothes on. And she also does in the book. The character in Eleanor has a red coat so that they kept that. Mm. You know, those characters are entirely different. I feel like the Eleanor in the book is, like – split up into all the sisters in the show. Oh, oh, yes. And there's a lot of quotes that are given to other people. So mm-hmm. they did use a lot from the book, but they're just not the same characters. Yeah, just like like uh, inspired by almost. Yeah, like- yeah, it was very much inspired by. Like Shirley is named after the author. Did I already mention that? Oh, yeah. Because Shirley-, Shirley Jackson wrote it. So like they oh. named Shirley named Shirley. And, okay. and Luke in the book is actually like the heir of the house. And he just has to be there because they're having this paranormal investigation. That's what the book is, is like people staying at the house to investigate it. Oh. And he's there to supervise. So they kept his name. They kept everyone's names. <laughs> people. Good. Okay. Yes. So what was I telling you? Okay. That the, the so, dad's the only one who knows what's going on. Yeah, he's the only one that really knows what's going on. And so I think I fast forward to like episode six, but I'll just try to remember not. if there's 
yeah. if there was anything important to tell you in between there. But they're at the funeral. And that's the first time that they're all together. Like, they've all had their individual, like, perspectives of what happened when they were kids. Mm-hmm. And then by that time, they're all adults in the funeral parlor. And they haven't been together in a while. And they haven't seen their dad in person in a while. So he comes. And it's just them in the funeral home. Oh, jeez. Like, nobody else has come to this funeral. And it's raining outside. And it's just, like, everybody's really upset. So I think the first spooky thing that happens is that you keep seeing their mom talk to their dad. Like, they don't see him, but the dad keeps looking like he's talking to himself. And then when you see it from his perspective, he's always talking to the wife. She's, like, standing there and he's, like, talking to her. Oh, jeez. But she looks normal. Like, and I think after, um, I I realized later, I'm like, that's because he said something. He's like, oh, well, you know, a lot of grieving widows or widowers create manifestations of their partner in their mind that they just talk to. You know, it's just like a coping mechanism. So whenever you see him doing that, that's not really her. Unless she's in the house, then it's really her. Like oh. there is a ghost of their mom. She is in the house. He can talk to her there, but if he's talking to her to himself, that it it is just like him. He's kind of crazy. It is his coping mechanism because of everything that happened. Yeah, gotcha. gotcha. So yeah, so he talks to his wife about a lot of things. When when about and she's always like just talking about the kids, like oh don't push Nelly or whatever, don't push Shirley. She's just tough like that. Like it's always just like stuff like that. But it mm. looks like they're all in the funeral home. I think the lights go out at some point because of the storm, or that's what they think. You do see Nellie Ghost, um, the broken neck Nellie, standing in lots of places in this scene. Oh. Like <laughs> she's either in the corner or she's just like coming up behind them or whatever. And then normal, you know, actual body of Nellie is in the casket still. Uh. So um, the lights go out and then come back on, and um, Nellie's coffin girl nelly i don't know what to call them there's too many yeah. Nellies. <laughs> red red coat nelly she's got big when the lights come back on she's got big buttons on her eyes oh yeah so like shirley gets really mad she's like who did this which one of you did this is not funny and nobody's nobody did it so i'm pretty sure they never really explained that but i'm pretty sure it was actual nelly that did that <laughs> because <laughs> she she collected buttons her whole life she has like a box of buttons and she would collect them and they okay. would give them to her and stuff when she, since she was little. So I feel like it was might have been her that did that. Or her like, mom, maybe. I don't like know. Her, the ghost of her put them on her yeah, body? Yeah, put them on her real body. Oh, okay. I'm not really sure why. Yeah. I don't know why she would do that, but there was no other ghost there that I saw other than her. Again, some so, line vibes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what it looked like. That's what it reminded <laughs> me of. Some more Coke right now? Yeah, Coke. You deserve <laughs> it. <laughs> did I tell you anything about Theo yet? No. No. Okay. Theo's the middle child and she has like special powers that if she touches anything, she can kind of sense stuff. Oh. Like, yeah. And when she was little, like in Theo's episode, they show how her mom was asked her once. She was like, Theo, do you, are you like sensitive to things? And she's like, yeah, I guess. And she goes, she was like pulled her aside to have this like private conversation because she could see like stuff happening with her. Yeah. So she was like, um, I just want you to know, like I have feelings about stuff sometimes too and they kind of show you that their mom is kind of like clairvoyant ish mm. uh. so she's like i i it runs in our family and like if it, if it bothers you you can wear gloves so she like gives her gloves like elsa style oh my god <laughs> yeah that's so like theo always feel. is wearing yeah that's basically to remind me of. so she's like always wearing gloves theo is theodora is her name but they call her theo 
And she kind of is the only character I would say that is the same from the book. Because there's a character named Theodora that's basically Theo. And in the in the show, they make her a lesbian. And in the book, it kind of makes you think that she is. So I don't know if that's because I watched the show first. And I already uh... thought that she was. But in the book, they said that she had a, a female roommate that she lived with. And then when she asked her before, she was talking about who she lived with. She's like, oh, we decorated this. We bought this place together, blah, blah, blah. And the... Um, Eleanor character is like oh are you married and she and she like takes a long time to answer her and then she's like no no I'm not married I was like I think that she probably is gay then I don't know but I feel like that's not that's not that's not a stretch to make that character yeah yeah so that's their yeah Theo is that girl and she also is a doctor she's a psychiatrist for children and but she because she can figure out what's wrong with them just by like shaking their hand and figuring it out she got her phd in it but like she usually uses it to get kids out of bad situations Uh. um so that's her there was something else i had to tell you about her she's drinking the whole time at this funeral she's just super drunk she just keeps taking drinks and they're like what are you doing you're getting really drunk she's like well i keep feeling like punching things so everything at time i feel like punching something i just take another drink they're like that's not a good idea Theo. so by the end of it she's like super drunk and angry and this whole funeral family fight and they all just start fighting about everything. So I think that was right before the lights went out. Because I think Nellie turned them out because she was mad that they were all fighting. Oh, gotcha. She just wants everyone to get along, basically. Nellie is always just like, I just want my brother and sisters to like be together and get along. I don't remember where I was going with this, guys. It's a long story. Well, the dad was originally talking to his wife outside or something. And then we yeah, like, okay. Wow. So the dad's there. And then Luke shows up and everyone's really kind of surprised to see him that Steve went and found him when he broke out of after he found out that Nellie had died he went to go find Luke because you know he like left his apartment with stuff yeah so he knew he was kind of nearby so he went to the shelter he's like where was the last time you saw Luke and she was like oh he broke out tonight because his his friend broke out he had a girlfriend there that they're not supposed to date anybody while they're there but he got really close with this one girl and she broke her sobriety she left she was like I can't do this anymore I'm leaving so she broke out in the middle of the night and left him a note that said, don't follow me. This was, like, all in the Luke episode. Yeah. So he did anyway. Oh, Nellie. That was the night that Nellie died, and he saw her. When, when she appeared to her, their brother Steve, she also appeared to Luke the same, oh, around the same time, like, right after. Okay. And she, w- and she told him to go. Like, that's all she said. She said, Luke, go. So he was like, okay. So he, that's why he left rehab. <laughs> so it looked like he was breaking out in, like, falling off the wagon again but he really was just going after his friend to try to get her to come back oh okay they wanted to go back he wanted to bring her back with him but that didn't work out like he so he he stole stuff because he was going to get money for them to stay in a hotel for the night because he called the rehab center and he was like can we come back and the lady was like luke i want you to come back but you know the rules if you leave you leave like i have to give someone else your bed like i guess there's just tough rules so he's like okay i don't know what to do then we're like on the street and it's cold and we're in a bad part of town so that's why he goes to his brother's house and he steals from him which he shouldn't have done but he was just trying to get money for a hotel right yeah. so when he switched and gave him cash that actually like helped him get he was just trying to get a hotel room for the night <laughs> to go back and he is he his plan was they would go find another center like if we can't go back to that one we'll go try and find another center in the morning but yeah. the the girl takes the money and runs his oh. friend just takes the money and runs and then he gets beaten up really bad And then he gets haunted on the street by the tall ghost. He's following him around. Yeah. So he keeps counting to seven, which they just show like in a flashback that he and his sister just decided if they count to seven, that it'll keep them safe. 
So he's just like using this. He's just counting to seven because there's seven people in their family. Oh. Yeah. So he's like, you just count things because there's seven of us and it'll keep us safe or whatever. So he's like pacing around on the street all barefoot and beat up counting to seven because he sees that guy following him, the big bowler hat ghost. Ugh. And he's like, I don't want to, I don't want to turn around. So he just keeps like pacing back and forth in seven. And then his brother pulls up in a car and he finds him. And he's like, Luke, Nellie. Oh, and, and he keeps complaining before that. He's like, my neck really hurts. I'm really cold. I can't move. I don't know what's wrong. My neck really hurts. And he doesn't know it's because Nellie died. Aww. Which brother? So, the, the twin. Oh, gosh. Jeez. Yeah. He, his neck had been bothering him, like, for all day long. Aww. So he – and they, they always keep going back to, like, how they can kind of feel each other's thing. They just call it, like, their twin thing. But they kind of always know what the other one's up to. That's why she was worried about him. But because it, it turns out, though, that she was just, I think that she was being haunted and tricked into worrying about him. Because at that point, he was really okay. He was just at rehab. Um, so they get him and he's beaten up, but he's still clean. And so when they bring him to the, the funeral, all the, the other sisters are like, oh, Luke, like, you actually look really good. Like, we didn't know that you were okay. We thought you, like, left rehab and you had gotten sick again and whatever. And he's yeah. So they're glad to see him, but then he's, like, totally upset because his twin's dead. Yeah. And he's, like, really, really, really upset. But he's trying to just, like, keep it together because he doesn't want to go back on drugs. Like, he really is clean at this point. Good. He doesn't yeah. He doesn't ever fall back off the wagon. Good. In the show. Yeah. Um, so um, he talks to his dad, and his dad, like, kind of pulls him aside. So I think, like, the other siblings kind of, other than Luke, kind of think their dad is, like, uh, hiding like mental illness in their family and that's why he doesn't want to talk about their mom or something and like they think that they're led to believe that Nellie also killed herself like their mom that's what Mm -hmm. they think so they think like their dad always just kind of like buries problems under the rug and that's why they're always mad at him they're like no you're not helping anybody deal with like this issue that's in our family Mm. so he tells Luke he pulls Luke aside and Luke's like dad I know that Nellie did not kill herself I know it like, I feel it. I know. I feel like pain. Like, I know that something happened to her and she did not kill herself. And I don't think mom did either. So the dad's like, yeah, you're right. So he starts to like try to talk to Luke about stuff. But then Steve, like, overhears it. Mr. Denial, Mr. First Stage of Grief over there. <laughs> He's like, no, dad, you're, you're crazy. And none of that happened. And mom and Nellie killed ourselves. And you just don't know how to deal with it. It doesn't work out. Luke oh. doesn't get any more information from his dad at that point. Oh. Yeah, I know. And Shirley and Theodora are fighting about everything in life. And then <laughs> um, Theo accused Shirley of something. Theo lives with Shirley. She, they, she has like a guest house behind the funeral home. And Theo lives there. Like she could afford to have her own place because she's a doctor. But she just wants to be near her sister. Yeah. So she lives there. And so they get into a fight and Shirley tells her to move out. She's like, no, you, you need to move out. Because because she finds out that Shirley took money from the book. I mean, Theo uh, took money from the book. And they're fighting about it. And then Steve comes over. He's like, I don't think you guys want to be fighting about this. You shouldn't be fighting about this. Because he knows that Shirley's husband also secretly took the money because they weren't making enough at the funeral home. Uh, so he's like, you don't want to have this fight because this looks really bad on you and you're embarrassing yourself. And she's like, I'm not embarrassing myself. And the husband's like, yeah, you are because I took the money for us because you always gave away funerals to families who couldn't afford it. And we were going down like into bankruptcy and I just wanted to keep us like afloat. So I took the money. So then they're all had a humongous fight. Yeah. Oh, geez. That would be and she tells us she wants to kick her sister out. And 
she's like, do I really have to leave? She's like, yeah, you, you have to go. I don't want to see you ever again. So that's how that ends. I'm pretty sure that's how that episode ends. Oh, okay, guys. Oh, man. This is a long story. I'm sorry. It's a long rundown. Um, so Shirley is like, uh, what's it called? The second step. She's angry. That's it. She's anger. So that's why she's always angry. And Theo is, because uh, I wrote them down, because I don't oh, remember. Wait, Bargaining. So the, the stages of grief go in actual descending order of like age of the Of siblings. their ages. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Steve is so denial. Does that, mean, does that mean Nellie was acceptance? Yes. Yeah, Nellie's uh, acceptance. Because Nellie always um, thought that the, everything that happened was real. She's like, no, I always saw a bent neck lady because there was one. The house was haunted. Like, mom didn't kill herself. Like, she was always, uh, always there, always telling them that. So that's why they thought she had mental illness like their mom. Uh, um, yeah. So then Shirley's angry and Theo is bargaining and Luke is depression. And that's probably why he's an addict. Yeah. So I don't know if I mentioned Steve is married, but he's separated at this point. Oh. Yeah. Which you find out later when they're in his car. He's in a car ride with his dad to the house. Like in the last couple episodes, they just go to like battle the house. Um, He's driving with his dad and the dad's like, well, what's going on with Lee? That's his wife. And he's like, I don't want to talk about it. Then he's like, we, I, she wants to have kids and I don't want to have kids because I got a vasectomy before I even met her because I didn't want to have any more mental illness in our family. Oh. So he didn't even tell her and they were trying to like have a family and he didn't tell her oh, until tough. it wasn't working and she couldn't have a baby for like 10 years. And she was like, let's go. And then he finally told her and then I guess they split up, but they're still married. They're just separated because that's not going well for him. Yeah. So, yeah, the dad's like, um, listen, buddy, there's no mental illness in our family. I mean, maybe there is, but it's not this. Like, the house was haunted. Your mom yeah. was haunted. Like, you saw ghosts, even though you say that you didn't see ghosts. And he's like, I, dad, I didn't see any ghosts. He's like, I read your book. You saw ghosts. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you know that tree house that you say that you and Luke always were in? He's like, yeah, and behind the house. He's like, Steve, there is no tree house. Why would I build you a tree house at a rental home? I did not. There was no tree house. Like, I went into it all the time with Luke. He's like, yeah, I don't know where you were, but but there was no treehouse back there. (laughs) So he's, like, having a fight with his dad. He's like, and you know that guy that you said that you saw fixing the clock? He's like, yeah. He goes, that's an antique clock. There is nobody in our area that can fix that clock. That's why I never, I could never find anyone to fix that clock. I don't know who you saw fixing it, but that wasn't a person. Uh... So, like, all the stuff that he wrote in his book is he just thought it looked, like, normal. And it's like, no, you definitely saw all the same stuff that everyone else saw that wasn't there. Uh, so he thinks he didn't see anything, but he definitely saw. Did, did he say anything to anyone as soon as he saw Nellie in his apartment? Like, after he saw her disappear? Did he still deny that at that point in the story? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he thought oh. he was just seeing things. Yeah, he didn't. And he, he mentioned it to his brother because when they were at her, when they were burying her, like in the graveyard, yeah. like the next day, um, Luke saw spooky ghosts. And I think when I was watching this, I was like, I think every time they see spooky versions of their, like, like zombie looking versions of their mom or their sister. Yeah. I think it's the bad ghosts pretending to be them because whenever they see them and they're actually talking to them, like helping them with something, they look normal. Uh, like yeah. they look like they're they look like they're ghosts they're like pale and stuff but they're not scary Hmm. you know what i mean yeah like outside of the house so when they were burying them 
Luke saw his mom and Nellie both like grabbing at him from their grave, like yelling things like, no, don't go or whatever. Or like, come back home, something. They were saying some weird thing to him. So he freaked out and like fell down. And that's when Steve came over. He's like, Luke, you got to keep it together. You can't go crazy like they did. And he was like, well, I keep seeing them. They're like haunting me. Like I see them. And, and Steve's like, yeah, I see them too. Like I'm seeing them too, but I'm just trying to keep together. (laughs) So he he thinks they're both basically just going crazy at the same time. He's just like, you got to keep it together. We got to, you're doing so well. You you know, stay on this path. Like, don't lose your mind. So Luke like is listening to his brother. He's like, okay, okay, man. Like, I'll just try to keep it together. (laughs) Ignore the coast. Okay. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So that's I know. I know. We're good. Yeah. We're both seeing yeah, we're both seeing this stuff. We're just going, being simultaneously crazy at the same time. Um, I can't remember why what the inciting incident is that they they rush to the house when he when Steve drives with his dad to the house. I'm trying to remember who's there. Oh, Lucas, Lucas. One night, Luke's like, "Okay, I've had enough of this crap. I'm gonna go burn that house down." Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what happened. Too. So he leaves. Oh, he leaves the funeral. He leaves the, like the what's it called like the reception afterwards. Um, the dad sees Luke like grab his sister's purse and keys and, and leave and oh. then they they realize that her purse is missing and she's like does anyone know where my purse is does anyone know where luke is like and dad's like yeah i just saw him i just didn't want to i didn't want to believe that's what he was doing like because he's assuming at that point that he's taking it for drugs oh. like just leaving and then and then they realize um so she puts like an alert on her credit card and she's like they're gonna call me as soon as they know where he is as soon as he tries to use the credit card so he does it, but then they realize it's a gas station on the way to Hill House. So oh. then they realize that's when they all realize, like, oh, he's not going to do drugs. He's going to that house. No. Yeah. And right before that, too, Theodora's with her dad in, in the house in like the office of um, her office, like in the funeral parlor business side. Yeah. And they see dirt tracks like into the office, and nobody's left or come. At that point, they buried their sister that morning, though, and they see dirt tracks into the office. And yeah. um, Shirley has a little model of a little house that's called a. She has like a picture of her mom by it because her mom designed houses and her dad would like fix them up. That's just what their partnership was. Do you know who plays the mom? It's the mom from Spy Kids, by the way. Just so you know who this is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, right. uh, and all the daughters kind of look like her. They all have like long brunette, like wavy hair. Yeah, so they see there's a picture of her mom by this house that her mom designed for them because, like, in the flashbacks, you see, like, she was telling one of the girls, she, I guess she was telling Shirley, like, oh, this is the plan for our house, our forever home. After we sell this house, we're going to go build our forever home finally because we'll have enough money to. And so, like, I guess when later Shirley, like, built a little model of it based off her mom's blueprint and put a picture by her mom there. So they see these these footsteps going into her office, and then they see this scary version of their mom. Climbing out from under the desk, trying to grab that house, and then she breaks the house, and then she's gone. Uh, so, but both Theodora and her dad were there, and Theo's, like, screaming, and her dad's there, so she's, her dad's, like, pulled her away, and just, like, holding her in the corner. So then when the ghost goes away, she's like, Dad, you saw that, right? Like, he's like, yeah, yeah, and then I, saw, I saw that. <laughs> like, she's like, okay, are we going to tell anybody about this? He's like, no, I don't think we should. She's like, yeah, I think we need to, like, tell everybody that that just happened. Oh so God. they don't. I don't know why the dad just doesn't keep talking. He just keeps doing this because um, he doesn't know what else to do. Yeah. Because all, all his kids were taken away from him after the mom because they thought that 
I don't know. It was, everything that went down was weird. The cops didn't really understand what happened. And when he went back to get his wife, his wife had already been dead. And he picked her up and there was blood everywhere, which is the bloody scene you see at the end when you finally see it from the dad's perspective, like the whole thing from uh... his perspective. So they, they sent the kids to live with her sister. They grew up with their aunt. So they didn't get to grow up the rest of the time with their dad. Uh... Um, so I guess that's why he's just like hesitant to tell them any scary things because he just is trying to protect them all the time. But he was like, no, I definitely saw that. We need, to, we need to tell them what's going on. So then right after that happens is when they realize that Luke is gone on the way to the house. And that's when Steve's like, oh, I, I got to go. We got to go. We got to go get him. And the dad's like, I'm going with you. And he's like, I don't really want you to come with me. And he's like, well, I, you don't know what you're dealing with at that house. And I do. So we, I'm going to go with you. Right. So that's when they're going. And then so when he's telling them, like, you saw stuff. You just didn't realize what you were seeing. And he's like, and the worst and most dangerous place for our family in the entire world is that house because we're, I think he says that they're an unfinished meal to that uh, house he's like they're gonna haunt you forever because they never got to finish you oh. so that's why these ghosts are following them around they're trying yeah. to get them to come back to the house so they can kill them and have them there forever oh yeah so they already got the mom and they already got nelly nelly and then luke walked right in and he tries to light it up real quick and the fire goes right out <laughs> so <laughs> He like throws a match or like a lighter in there. Guys, this episode is going to be so long. It's just people, me just like recanting the show that everyone's already seen. Not everyone has seen it. And even it's if you a have reaction seen, podcast, it's a reaction podcast, exactly. <laughs> a reaction yeah. podcast. Yes. Is that a we thing? do all the time on YouTube. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that just like one person telling them, and then this <laughs> happened. But wait a second, I forgot this other thing that happened in episode <laughs> five. <laughs> That's right. I'm gonna cut this all out. I'll try to cut it out like just very as episode as I possible can. Enraptured by the story. Enraptured <laughs> as well. It's real spooky. Mm-hmm. It is real spooky. It does look like the haunted mansion. It's like a big old house. And she said she she based it off a picture of like her grandfather's house that she got from her mom, the writer. Like that's ah. what that, that's what the look of the house is based on. Some oh, old that's... photos. She asked her mom. She's like, "You need pictures of some old houses?" And she's like, "Yeah, here's some old houses." Oh. <laughs> so creepy so yeah. they're on their way to the house and as soon as the sisters find out that's where they're going i remember shirley calling him oh that's what happened they left and then they she got a ding on her credit card while they were already driving just around looking for luke and she was like oh i just got this thing he's at his ghost gas station on the way to the hill house and they were like okay crap well, we're driving there then now so she hangs up and theo and her are still there and they're super mad at each other at this point still because they just got into that big fight and they start hearing knocking on the door, like just someone knocking on the door. And Shirley's really angry about it. And she goes to the door and opens it because she thinks it's trick-or-treaters. Oh, geez. I, th- I think it's Halloween. And that would make more sense. Why would they trick-or-treat on a different right? thing? <laughs> <laughs> but there's like pumpkins and stuff outside. So I guess it's Halloween. So she answers it and there's no one there. And it happens like like a dozen more times. And then um, Theo gets scared and she's scared because Theo just saw their mom ghost, like the scary version of her. Yeah. yeah. So the, somebody starts knocking on the windows and nobody's there. Nobody's around the house and this keeps happening. And then it gets really loud and just like really incessant everywhere, all around the room. Like there's just banging on like all the walls and the doors and the windows. And they're like super freaked out. The girls are. So they're like, what, what are we supposed to do? And she's like, I'm going to go to the house. We're just going to go to the house. We're going to follow them. We're going to go there. Because I don't know what's going on here. So they get in their car and they start following them to the house, which is exactly what they should not be doing. Right. Because the house would just get all of them. So they're going the, on their way there and they're fighting. 
Oh, P.S. <laughs> What's her name? Shirley found her. You know what? Theo was like super drunk at the funeral. Yeah. Like yeah. super, super drunk. So she like went down to the cellar or something because she wanted to look for more alcohol. So her brother-in-law, Shirley's husband, followed her. He's like, no, Theo, like you can't. You've had enough. Like you can't have any more. So he follows her down into the cellar and then she tries to kiss him. Which it doesn't make any even sense because she's gay. So like right. she's just super plastered and her sister walks in to follow them exactly when that moment happens. Of course. Of course. So then she's yep. already mad at Theo and then she's like furious at Theo and doesn't want to talk to her again. So and she thinks her husband cheated on her, which he didn't. He really didn't do that. He was like push when she walked in, he was like pushing her down, like, no, Theo. Yeah. And um <laughs> <laughs> so so she got in the car and they're fighting in the car on the way, following the boys to Hill House. And they're screaming at each other. And she's like, I can't believe you do that with my husband or whatever. And she's like, no, you don't understand. Like, I, oh, man, I forgot another detail. You know how she can touch people and feel things? Yes. Yes. She, she touched Nellie when she was dead on, on her, like, her and her sister's operating table. Like, whatever you call that in a funeral home. Yeah. She's doing yeah. her, she touched her because she just really wanted to know what happened and she thought maybe she could feel something of what happened so in that scene when you saw it you just see her like fall back and like fall to the floor and just cry like hysterically she's just so upset like oh, no. so so you think that she just felt something terrible like yeah. she could feel what happened to her so when they're in the car she's like her sister's like i can't believe you would cheat on you would cheat with my husband and she's like that's not what i was doing i'm super drunk I, I don't have an excuse for that, but, like, I, I can't explain to you. Like, I didn't see him. I didn't see whatever his name was. I don't remember his name. It's like, I didn't see him at that moment. I was just trying to feel anything. Like, I'm trying to touch a person and feel something. And she's like, Theo, I don't believe that you even feel anything. Like, she didn't – she never really believed that about Theo, that she had, like, that sixth sense thing. Oh, that's yeah. so weird. Yeah, but Nellie did. Nellie always believed that she did. She would, like, use her for it. She Because, oh, there's a really sad thing about Nellie I forgot to tell you, but I don't think – I think it's too late to go back and tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's okay. Well, Nellie, in Nellie's story episode, you see that. Oh man, this is also really important. Okay, we have to go back to Nellie. <laughs> yeah, there's go details about Nellie you need to know. Okay, so in Nellie's episode, when you see it from start to finish, when she's like calling her family and all that stuff, you go back to before that, and she's always had sleep paralysis, where she wakes up and she's really scared and she can't move from like a nightmare since she was little, since she started seeing that bent neck lady. Yeah. She would wake up and see her and not be able to move or talk or do anything. And we like give her a panic attack and she couldn't get out of it for like a couple minutes every time that happened. Yeah. So like when she was in college, she got into a sleep study. Is that a dog? Is that here? It's not. That it, must, it must be here. Um, oh, that's creepy because they also hear dogs that aren't really there in the haunted no. house. No. Okay. So anyways. Um, she goes into a sleep study, I think, when she's in college, and she meets this sleep technician, like, guy named Arthur, and um, he helps her figure out, like, how to get out of a panic attack when she's having sleep paralysis. Like, he says he helps her, like, make a plan. He's like, we're just going to make a plan for you to, like, figure out how to do it. It starts with her, like, squeezing her hand and, like, just breathing and stuff until she can get out of it. Good. So yes. she falls in love with him, and they get married. Oh, and he's really sweet and they're really cute together and she has like a really beautiful wedding and all her siblings except for Luke because Luke is like super addicted at that point and he does show up to the wedding because he really wants to be there but he's just really messed up so Shirley kicks him out like before Nellie could see him he's like I just want to be here for her and and she's like yeah well you can't be here like this so I'm sorry but you have to go so he leaves and Nellie doesn't see him and she's like sad that he's not there but it's still like a really beautiful day for her and she just looks all pretty and 
Um, Arthur's just really wonderful. And so I think they're married for a couple of years and she's really happy and doesn't have nightmares and stuff. And she's not haunted. She does have uh, sleep paralysis, but every time it happens, he's there. Arthur is. And he like helps her get out of it. He's like, okay, just breathe, squeeze your hand or whatever. And, and then she's fine. But then one night it happens to her and after they've been married for a little while and he wakes up with her, he's like, it's okay. I'm going to go get the light and we'll be fine. And he gets up and he, he dies. Like he just falls oh. down dead. And then she sees the bent neck lady by the window, this ghost lady that she's been seeing since she was little, and she can't get up and she can't move because she's still having this panic attack. Mm-hmm. And she just saw him die and it's like really awful. No. So when she finally regains like motion, she gets down on the floor and he's already dead because the, the doctor said later that he had a aneurysm, just like instantly no. died. But she thinks it's because of the ghost because she was there at the same time. Um, so she thinks that they killed her husband. So she starts seeing a psychiatrist since that happens. You see like her always going to the doctor and she's telling the doctor about – she stops taking her medicine though, like her panic attack medicine. No. So she's kind of like in like a hysterical state kind of at that point when she goes to the house yeah. before she dies and she keeps trying to call everybody and she's like having nightmares about Luke and stuff. But that's probably just because she was off her medication yeah. and it might also be a bad ghost trying to get her to come back to the house. So – All that happened, and um, by the end of Nellie's episode, though, when you see when she goes into the house, the ghosts are, like, make her think that she sees Arthur, and Arthur's there, and it's, like, their wedding again, so she's, like, dancing with him, yeah, and then she sees her mom, and her mom's there, and her mom, like, gives her a necklace, so she puts her necklace on. (laughs) In real life, her mom had a a locket that had her twins in it, like, her and Luke when they were little, so I think it looks like she's giving her the locket because she was, she said she was going to give it to her when she was older. She's like, I'll let you have it when you're, when you're older. So it looks like her mom's giving her a locket, but when you see reality, there's a rope there and she's putting it around her neck and yeah, that's what happens for real. And then the mom's like, oh, you just need to wake up or some other creepy thing that she says. And then Nellie falls off the platform that her mom fell off of too. And that's how she dies. So she breaks her neck. And then they show you that every single time this bent neck lady is showing up, it's her. She's haunting herself. Like there's like a time loop. Yeah, there's a time loop. And they go through it in that episode and show you every single time that she's seen her. And then they show it from the ghost perspective. And like the ghost is scared because it's her. She's like, oh, my God, no, it's me. Oh, my God, no. No. It's like a really awful. Yeah, it's a really awful ending of that episode. So she sees her husband die again. She sees like herself with a little kid being scared in bed. Like she sees every time she's seen this this ghost. It's her. She is the bent neck lady because her neck is broken. It's really scary. That's I'm starting to like think it's because how we literally were just talking about that like in the Frankenstein podcast about like kind of that being like a like a reoccurring theme of like 18 like that romantic literature like of you creating your own monsters or you creating your own problems. Yeah. Like if you would have just done the right thing, you wouldn't have had this horrible situation of a horror story. Right. I feel like literally that's what the story is becoming. As you were talking, I was like, I feel like at the end, it's going to be like, like the house is the embodiment of you creating your own monsters or like all your stages of grief, all your bickering, all your problems with your family. If you could have just resolved that you wouldn't have had these ghosts following you with you your whole life. And literally that's what's happening to Nellie. So that's kind of what I Yeah. It's like another situation where if everyone had all the information, yes. they could have solved so many things. But like in real life, you have to trust, like you don't get all the information all at once. Right. Like you have to trust each other and you have to like choose love and all that good stuff. I'm just mean, I feel like that's yeah. kind of 
the reoccurring theme or something. I know, like, the dad was protecting them when they were kids, but I feel like at the point when they were adults, you needed to be straight with them. Yeah. Like, all of them at the same time. So they could tell each other what each other saw and, like, fill in the holes because obviously they all saw different things, but they all fit together. Right. You know, because so if they had all the information, they'd be like, they would, I don't know, they would be able to prevent some of this. They wouldn't die. They wouldn't, like, yeah, they wouldn't die. Like, if people just believed Nellie. Right. But Steve was always in denial that he never saw any ghosts, which he clearly did. Yeah. So if he could believe that he saw them, then he would believe that Nellie saw them. And, you know, they'd be like, okay, there is a bent neck lady. Maybe we should look into this for Nellie's sake. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and they show, like, every time they go back to the kids, the kids were in it at least half the episode every time. They'd be like, and they were really good little actors, too. Mm-hmm. It's like, for the amount of time these little kids had to be in this, they were really good. Especially the little the little Nellie. Yeah. She had, like, so many lines, and she was always really good. <laughs> Where am I? Are they all at the house yet? Oh, no. The girls are fighting in the car, and um, Nellie, Nellie comes, pops out to the backseat and screams at them. She oh. wants them to stop fighting. So they get really scared and stop the car and get out of the car. So she's like, um, Dio keeps apologizing to Shirley. She's like, I didn't mean it and whatever. And that was a weird scene too, because neither of them acknowledge that their sister just showed up. Oh my god. <laughs> like they don't they don't acknowledge that. And it made me think, like, well, did she or did they just stop because they were fighting and maybe we just saw her show up or something? Oh. I don't know. So they she got out of the car and she's still apologizing and, and Shirley's like, I don't understand what you mean you didn't see him when you were doing that. And she said, When I touched I touched Nellie when she was in there in the funeral place and I felt nothing. She's like, I stopped feeling everything. I never, I never felt that before. Like, I can't feel anything at all. Like, I'm so used to feeling everything. And if I touch anyone, all their emotions. Yeah. And it's, like, overwhelming. And she's like, I've never felt that before. I don't understand what that is. And I just was so scared that I'd rather do something that made me feel, like, guilty or ashamed or upset because I hurt you. Like, I hurt my sister. Yeah. And nothing again. I was trying to feel anything again because I was afraid, like, I was going to be dead or something. So – then her sister like kind of understands I guess like she yeah. forgives her like she helps her up and because she's like Theo's crying and she's like okay like I I get it I understand so they kind of make up and they continue on their way to the house and then you see um Luke Steve Steve and his dad get there and they go upstairs and there's a red door I told I did I mention to you there's that red room that they can never get yeah. unlocked Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that door is open. The red door is open. And Luke's on the floor with a needle in his arm. Oh like God. unconscious. So Steve's like, oh my gosh. I I can't believe Steve's in there or whatever. Luke's doing drugs and he's going to die or whatever. So he goes in there and the door shuts. And his dad's not in there with him yet. His dad's on the other side of the door. Oh no. He was like following him. So the dad's like banging on the door trying to get back in there. And he's like, no. So then the boys are in there. And the next thing you see in that episode is Steve back at home with his wife, and his wife is pregnant. What? Yeah. So you are led to believe that he's writing another book, a sequel about what happened when they went back to the house, oh. is what he's saying. So he's, like, talking to his wife about this, and his wife is pregnant, and, and she's like, you need to write it. You need to write that Luke died. And he's like, yeah, but I don't want to write that. I don't want to write about how Luke died. So I really thought that Luke died at this point. It was really sad. I was like, oh, yeah, no, no right. Luke too. So, um, so he's trying to write that. And then in this scene, which you think is real at that point, he's like, 
I can't, no, I can't write that Luke died. Cause when I got there, Luke was still alive. He just was unconscious. He was alive though. And, and the wife that's supposed to be his wife, but not really his wife is like, oh, well he's going to be dead and you're going to be dead and we're all going to be dead and whatever. Oh no. So it's like, it's just like a, a, a dream he's having. Yeah. It's like a ghost vision thing. So like she turns into a creepy zombie person and then the, the thing dissolves. It goes on a little bit longer than I'm saying it, but that's the gist of it. It's like an illusion. Yeah. Mary, yeah. do you need to go to bed, Mary? We can do a part two of this. Uh, I might. <laughs> you, you need to go to bed, Mary. Yeah. That's a good idea, though. We could do a part two. and then. Yeah. Know, let's maybe. just do a part two of this later. I'm sorry. No, Mary, you need to go to bed. Mary. We'll do a part two later. This those, is a long rundown. Keep those <laughs> soaps on, Mary, and just fall asleep. Oops. yeah i think i might have yeah. to do that <laughs> i'll just have to tell you though i'll just tell you though right now like it ends much happier than you think it's going to it will okay. get resolved pretty much so don't be good. too scared okay that's good to know that's really no more kids die none of them are gonna die i really needed to know that okay so i basically think this podcast is this this episode part one and part two is to serve a service to those who do not want to get terrified such as myself but they want to know what the heck's going on. What the hype is. What the hype is. With the haunting of the hill. House. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I want to wish all our listeners a happy Halloween. I'm going to have to edit the crap out of this. It's 73 the, minutes long. The subtitle of this should be The Longest Rundown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think you're 100% right. The Longest Rundown Part 1. <laughs> and then the rest of the Rundown Part 2. <laughs> Mary, go to bed. Okay. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. Have a happy Halloween. Thanks for thanks for spooking. (laughs) Be sure to listen to part two for the remainder of the rundown. Yes. With us three English majors. Yes. Thank you. We never introduced ourselves. That's right. They know who we are. Who else is listening other than Stu? That's right. If he even got this far. Okay. I love you guys. I'll talk I to you later. Bye. 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 Bye.